You're listening to the Questions Hip Hop Podcast. My name is Sean Kantrowitz. I'll be your tour guide today as we take a dive into the archives of classic questions episodes and bring to light this one that was voted on by the Questions Patreon. It's episode number 92, broadcast on Instagram Live back on March 10th, 2021. And the guest is producer Marco Polo. Chances are you've heard Marco Polo's music, even if you maybe aren't familiar with the name. Though, to be honest, if you listen to this podcast, you are probably pretty familiar with who Marco Polo is. But for those who are uninitiated, uh, he was born in Toronto. He's based in New York for the last 20-something years. Polo has put out collaborative albums with rap luminaries like Torre, Master Ace, and Rusty Jux, and he's laced artists like Talib Kweli, J-Live, Pharrell Monch, Sean Price, Fonte, and many, many more with his hard-hitting beats. And this is well-timed because his latest collaborative album with Master Ace drops on January 26th. The album is called Richmond Hill, and it also features guest appearances from Inspector Deck, Coast Contra, Blue, Speech of Arrested Development, Wordsworth, and more. This is a fun listen. There are probably more references to cats in this episode than any other in the show's history. There's even a couple cat cameos, which uh, you won't be able to see, but you'll hear us talking about his cat, who uh, was all up in the cameras, all up on the stage, dancing. Uh, This was also one of the last, if not the last show that I did on the Instagram Live platform. What a time, what a ride fulfilled its purpose, but ultimately did not seem like the direction that was going to be best for the show. But man, did we have a great run. 92 episodes. Crazy. Uh, There's a couple references that are maybe timestamps of 2021 that you may catch here and there in this episode. But all in all, I'm really happy to bring this one onto the main feed all these years later. Shout out to the aforementioned questions Patreon. They voted on this episode. They are the reason why this one, out of a very large number was selected to get unearthed. Uh, Not only do they get that, but they get exclusive content that only lives there on the Patreon, early access to episodes, videos, essays, discussions, bonus episodes, and whatever else I decide to put there. So go to patreon.com slash the questions hip hop to join the squad. I've got a link for it in the episode notes. All right. So here we go. Let's do this. This is a classic episode of The Questions Hip Hop with producer Marco Polo. Who did it first? Who did it best? Who did it worst? That's the question. Who rapping there? That remix and what happened when? That's the question. Let me ask you a question. If you ain't know what needs, then my guys know what you need. Some answers to the questions. Second episode. It's it's an honor, sir. We we are. Thanks, happy thanks for having thanks for having me, man. That's and congratulations on ninety two episodes. That's, that's quite a feat. It's, uh, it, it kept a lot of us going through the pandemic, you know, gave us a little something to do. How, how have you been in the last year? I know that's a loaded question, but how has like everything that's been happening in life affected your creativity, your, your process, or has it made any impact or is it still the same? Oh, dude, I've been all fucked up in the game straight up. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for nobody because I know there's a lot of people going through it. So I've been up and down. I've had like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Thankfully, now I'm in a better place. I'm in a a great musical place. But there was a point during the pandemic where I couldn't find my mojo. And I was like, is this it? Is is it a wrap? Am I going to just become like a crazy cat guy and quit music? And like, you know, but, you know, it's totally normal to all creatives or anyone in general. This this last year and a half is intense. So any even like regular problems are intensified just because of the circumstances. So everybody cut yourself, you know, give yourself some slack. Shit will get better. It's just going to take some time. But uh, yeah, thanks for asking. I'm doing uh, great now. Great. Was it, did you find that there was a certain practice that helped you kind of get back into the swing of things? Or did you just have to like let it happen naturally? What I had to do is acknowledge it was happening and be okay with it and just step the fuck away and do other shit. Don't do anything music related. Just stop and wait till it came back and it became fun because 
the problem for me is, is that, you know, there's some people that do it as a hobby, but for me, it's a job. So it's like, sometimes I feel like if I'm not doing it, I'm slacking at my job. Right. And, but it's mixed with my love. So the best music is driven by, by me being, you know, enjoying myself and not feeling like I have to do it, but it's my job. So sometimes <laughs> I'm like, you got to do it. So it's, it's a very interesting line, but I, I think I've found a good balance in the last couple months. So. That's great. That's awesome. Well, we're thrilled to have you. You know, uh, if you guys have uh, questions for Marco Polo, we might have some time at the end. So drop them in that little question bubble at the bottom of the screen. And we might, you know, if we have time, we'll get into some Q&A. But that's not what we're here to do. You know, you, 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 can, you can email Marco Polo. You can visit MarcoPoloBeats.com if you want to send him a question. Tonight, we're getting into our trivia game. So uh, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, we, we, we've had a lot of people... I just want to, I want to get you prepared and not prepared that this is going to be crazy, but I've had some legends slide into the DM. No, I saw, man, I saw. And they get nervous, but I want to let you know <clears throat> that you're not in this alone. If you choose to, you can definitely use the chat. We've had people rely on the chat. You know, oh, I might use the chat. I might use the chat. Yeah, I don't care. My ego's not like that. If I need help, I'll ask. It's all good. Let's see all what right. happens. Marco Polo with the positivity. He's got wise words <laughs> for creativity. He's, he's dismantling the construct of ego and the need to sort of like, I'll do it all myself. Fuck that. He's, he's a man of the people. Nah, man. Sometimes you got to ask for help. You just do it. Fuck it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, we're going to hop into our first <laughs> round then. And uh, guys, again, bear with me. And I'm telling you to bear with me as well. We're, we're kind of running a, a little ad hoc version of the game here because of the update. But I think that this is... I think this is going to work. Um, our first round is called The Choice is Yours. Oh, we got a cat. Holy yeah. shit. Hold it, was bound, it was bound to happen. This is Cola. She's definitely not feeling me talking to anybody but her at all times. So here is we go. Cola is her name? Her name is Cola, like Coca-Cola. Got it. Uh, so a big fan of the soft drink then, I'm guessing. <laughs> we, yeah, apparently. I didn't name her, but, you know, we kept it. We thought it was cool. So... Well, if you're trying to gain brownie points right now by throwing a cat in, I'm definitely going to give you 10 extra points because I'm a, I'm a music-making cat man myself. So uh, <laughs> We're is, a special breed. <laughs> we are. We are. Can't, can't do nothing with us. Um, all right. Well, Cola and Marco Polo are in the house, and they're going to be uh, hopping into this. So, guys, if you want to help Marco Polo, you can drop those answers in the chat and our first round is called the choice is yours this is our general multiple choice round uh let's get into it the first question is all right here we go this rapper co-authored a book called bury me with the low on documenting the history of a group of brooklyn kids who accumulated as much polo ralph lauren as possible in the 90s was it keith murray Kanye West, Raekwon, or Thurston Howell III? I'm going to go with D, Thurston Howell III. He's going D, Thurston Howell. Let's see if he's correct, folks. A strong arm with lyrics. He is absolutely correct. You know, we had to throw in a little bit of a, a name reference to you, and, and the swimming thing would have been too easy, you know, or, or the Explorer. No, it's all good. You know what's funny about that show, Sir Thurston Howe, is when I first moved to New York, rocking the Marco Polo name, I had some of the lowlife step to me and, and show me love and be like, you're, you know, you're cool. We go with you. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank God. <laughs> that, that wasn't go because normally when you hear a crew of people steps to me, it normally isn't to show love. It's like, you know, they step to me and it's usually a problem. So that's, that's good. Yep. yep. Um, I just realized I do need to rep my cat allegiance right here. So oh, you're on another level, bro. I don't even have a cat shirt, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to put Cola on the shirt. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hook you up. I have some resources. Yeah. Oh, Cola in the building. Um, yep. man, this is, <laughs> this is going to derail into just like, talking about cats and that's fine. You got to let it go where it goes. Um, all right, we're going to move into our next question. Question number two. Here we go. Okay. Question number two. There have been three incarnations of hip-hop supergroup Crooklyn Dodgers. Which of these producers has not produced one of their songs? Is it DJ Premier, Large Professor, Ninth Wonder, or Q-Tip? Which of these producers has not done an installment of Crooklyn Dodgers? This is messing me up. Is there not, is there not just two Crooklyn 
songs? What the hell? The, there, is... there was an there. It is official. It, it was titled as such. There is a third. That's. <clears throat> so if there was a third one, it was probably super new, which would lead me to believe that Ninth did it because I don't remember Large doing a Crooklyn and Ace is my dude, and he would we would we would perform that. So. Yeah, I'm going to go with Large has not produced one of those. Large All Professor right. B. I like the way that you broke it down. You know, you definitely kind of like walked us through it. We're going we're gonna to listen a little bit. Uh, we'll do little snippets. I don't uh, even know what the third joint is. I know the first two. You know? Right. So first of all, we had the original, which is... Yeah, that's Q-Tip. Q-Tip, the original Crooklyn Dodgers. Prim and Primo did number two. Um, return to Crooklyn Dodgers. Finally, the third was produced by none other than Ninth Wonder. You are correct. Large All professor right. did not do a Crooklyn Dodgers. Okay. Um, you mentioned uh, Master Ace, obviously. Uh, Master Ace has spoken very highly of you. He's a former guest on the show. I've had him on my other uh, podcast. <laughs> and you guys, uh, you guys put out a, an, an entire project together. Uh, after, after working with each other uh, on, on a few other Lucy's, you guys, uh, what was it, 2018, 2019? The, we put out a Brooklyn story in 2018, I believe, yes. And it was long overdue after, you know, he did a joint with me called Nostalgia on Port Authority, which is really my, my claim to underground fame is, is that joint in that video. Then I started touring with him. We just, over time, became cool. And, uh, you know, he suggested the idea we do an album. And, of course, it was like a dream come true for me. So there you have it. So thank you, Ace, for speaking highly of me. We've become, besides music, brothers. So it's a blessing to work with him. Uh, did, did you feel or do you feel like you've sort of gotten past the point? I assume that you, like, held him in, like, pretty high reverence prior of to course. Yes, absolutely. Now, I came into rap a little later than everyone else. So um, while I know him from the symphony and the earlier albums, um, Take a Look Around and Slaughterhouse, um, Disposable Arts is my jam. That's my album. That's yeah. my favorite Ace album. So, yeah, I caught him in the studio like a little bit after that record while he was working on A Long Hot Summer at the Cutting Room. And that's when we started working. So <clears throat> very dope. Was that when you were you were interning at uh, the cutting room, right? Was that that is correct. Room? Yep, Manhattan. I feel like that must have been a lot of uh, a great entry point for you for a lot of artists. Probably encountered a bunch of people. That was the beginning of everything. That's where I met Pumpkinhead. That's where I met Ace. Uh, that's where I met Quali. Uh, a lot of people, man. It was that was my entrance to the rap game. It was. It was fierce, man. I was assistant engineering and interning and doing a lot of grunt work before I actually got to, you know, start giving away beats and stuff. So that, that was an intense experience. My introduction to New York was a two-month-long session with Benzino from The Source. He booked out both rooms, and that was my, like, welcome to rap life in New York, and it made me a man. That's <laughs> all I can say. Wow. All right. All right. Yeah. Save, save it for the book. Save it for the book. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Um, all right, cool. We're going to move on to the third question in the round. Doing great so far, Marco Polo. The third question is, Pharaoh Monch's hip-hop rock band, 13, features producer Daru Jones, who has toured and recorded with this rock band frontman. Is it Beck, Jack White, Jack Black, or Jeff Beck? Mm, I like how you have all the Jacks and Jays. It's it's B. It's Jack White from the White Stripes. He knows it. He's confident about it. <laughs> he is absolutely correct. Yeah, and shouts to Daru Jones. He's super dope. <clears throat> Daru's amazing. Daru's like you know an incredible drummer. Definitely like a, a very post Dilla, post you know like. It's really bringing that hip hop feel to uh, to live instruments. Um, he's yeah, a legend. Man. And then for him to be crushing it on Saturday Night Live with Jack White, I remember that was a couple months ago, I think, or maybe three months ago. He fucking destroyed it. Oh my god. Yeah, 
Now, he, he's in that band with Farrell Monch, uh, the 13. Have you, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard it, but it's a really dope project. Uh, you know, Farrell is one of the Yeah, I did a joint on there. You, you did, yeah. No, I, I was talking to everybody else. Like, I know, I know you've heard it. But um, uh, you've worked with Farrell on a few things. You, you've worked with him on that. You've worked with him on, uh, I believe, was it his PTSD album? Did you have a joint on there? I had three joints on PTSD, and I also had one on uh, War, or We Are Renegades. Um, that was the first time I worked with him, and then he did something for my Port Authority 2 album. <clears throat> I got an organized confusion joint with him and Prince Poe, first one. Shit, I think that's the only one in a minute. And then, yeah, PTSD, we really locked in, and he gave me one of my greatest rap moments ever on a song called Rapid Eye Movement, which was him and Black Thought. And I could, I could stop producing today and just be happy <laughs> that I produced a song with Pharaoh and Black Thought, two of arguably, not even arguably, two of the greatest lyricist MCs ever. So thank you, Pharaoh. No argument. No. Anybody who tries to argue with you on that, you need to end the argument and just walk away. From <clears throat> There's no arguing. That's a fact. There's some things are some things are debatable and then other things are facts. Those two being two of the best of all time are facts. <laughs> Period. So, you, you you have a few joints, obviously we just ran through <clears throat> them under your belt with Pharaoh. Do you mm -hmm. In your experience, and you've been doing this for a while, and you know, we as producers, we know like sometimes we make beats and it's like, yo, this is the Pharaoh beat. Like Pharaoh's gonna go like crazy on this. Do you do you find that he has flocked towards the beats that you had in mind for him? Or have you been surprised sometimes by the beats that he has picked? Because like no. we sometimes yeah. find that, you know, artists can like sometimes pick the odd ones. But I'm curious to know about a guy like Monch, you know, like what that sort of synergy was like. Yeah, no, he definitely super picky and has a sound. Um, but yeah, no, he definitely. I think one of the things for producers that we don't we have to let go of sometimes is what we think <laughs> might not always <laughs> be the case. So there's certain MCs I really make a honest effort to curate what I send them, and then there's others where I'm not as stressed because it's like it's Pharaoh. So like. I have no worries that whatever he does with a beat, he's going to do it justice and he's going to make it work. So I'll send him anything I think is dope. Um, I, he did surprise me with this joint on the 13 album called Oxygen because that was a very experimental idea I made um, from scratch. And it was a little left field and weird. It didn't originally even have drums. And I sent it to him and he loved it. And then it became kind of like a whole work in progress. So, But that was that was dope. So you know he can take some of my left field stuff i couldn't give to other people and, and make something really interesting which is great so yeah particularly on a project like that that is kind of left field <laughs> and experimental that he's doing so that is totally within that wheelhouse for him absolutely absolutely all right cool we're going to move into our final question of the first round and the question is as a child this canadian artist had one of their first shows performing at an event celebrating Nelson Mandela's visit to Toronto in 1990. Was it Chaos, Estero, Cardinal Official, or Socrates? Oh my God, this is embarrassing because I am Canadian and I should know this, but I absolutely do not. And so now I'm gonna, I gotta, oh. who would it be as a child? I wanted their first... The year was 1990. You know, we had to dig into Canadian crates a little bit. No, that's, that's totally cool. And, of course, this is the one that's going to take me. Skiz is like, you got to know this. I'm so embarrassed that I don't know this. Estero, <clears throat> I, I would not think it was Estero. That would be a little random. But yeah. let me give me a second here. Yeah. You see, Laney, you think it's Cardi? Why do you think it's Cardi? Yeah. I'm eliminating Estero. I'm eliminating Estero. Okay. I've, ne I've also, in the history of the show, we've never seen somebody sort of debate with their lifeline live. <laughs> You're like, give me more. Give me more. Well, you said I could ask the people, right? But the people aren't, aren't giving me confident answers in the comments here. Cardi, socks, chaos. I'm taking chaos out of it. Okay, so you, you, you've eliminated Estero, you've eliminated Chaos. Socks or Cardi? 
Uh, I'm going with Cardi. Going with yeah, Cardi Bacardi. My my dude Cardi. Cardinal. C. He's going Cardi. He's consulted. He's ran through <clears throat> reasoning. He's he's debated with his lifeline a little bit. Let's see what the answer is. The answer was Cardinal the fish off. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to the internet. My man Torre said it. I don't even know why he just typed it, but I felt his confidence, and so I Torre helped me on that one. So thank you, Torre. We're giving shouts to Torre, a former former guest on the show. He did quite well as well when he was on. So he's a good guy to take advice from. Yes, I uh, trusted him. I felt like I could just tell by how he typed it that he he knew. So thank you, Torre. You saved me on that one. Keystroke, very strong, very strong. <laughs> could, could, could definitely de deduce that. Um, you mentioned, and as we all know, that's kind of one of the headlines of you, because we always want to know where artists are from. You hail from Canada. Canada's kind of killing it right now, right? Like, I think for a long, I think they've sort of been killing it. No, I don't know. You're like shrugging it off, maybe? No, I'm shrugging because we've always been killing it. You know, it just took it just took a Drake and a weekend for people to really notice. You know what I'm saying? But shouts to all the OGs in that last category is Thero, Chaos, Sox, Cardinal, even before that Maestro, Mishimi. But we've always had an amazing music scene in general, hip hop scene. Um, but right now, specifically, what I want to put shine on about Canada and Toronto specifically is the producer scene. The producers mm. coming out of our, from my hometown, <clears throat> bananas, you know, like it goes goes back to Sox and Mr. Attic and Moss and DJ Sirius until present. You, you got someone like Frank Dukes who went to my high school, who <laughs> took over urban music. Um and now you got new guys like uh, the Count. Shouts to the Count. I've been just got put the on. The Count, yo, the you Count. Know, and, <clears throat> you know, and he's really doing interesting stuff. And there's just so many people from Toronto um, on the on the beat side of things. So, yeah, man, that's my hometown. I'm proud. I mean, I've been here for 20 years, but that's my heart forever, right? So, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been it, just even you listing all those. You know, obviously, yes. Drake and The Weeknd are big marquee names playing, you know, the Super Bowl. But you look at that last question, you look at all of the producers, all the behind-the-scenes people. They Boy Wanda, you know, like... Yep. Uh, Shouts to Doc, too, who did Estero's first album, who's amazing and did stuff with The Weeknd. Yep. So, yeah, I know I missed a lot of people, but those are people that are, you know, important to me, especially the first ones, because they kind of took me under their wing, took me digging. So, right. yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right, shout out DJ Skiz as well in the chat. DJ Skiz uh, is another guy who's former DJ Skiz. That's Skiz. my brethren. Um, all right, well, great job on the first round. We're going to move into our second round, and the second round is called Picasso, baby. <laughs> so in this round, I'm going to show you a small little cropped uh, piece of an album cover, and you have to identify what the album is by the little piece of it that you see. So we've tested your general knowledge. Now we're going to test those eyes. This is like a, a physical Eyes are not exam. good. Okay, let's okay. go. All right, cool. Uh, here we go. First question. Here we go. The um, album in question. Is it Talib Kweli's Eardrum, Jake One, White Van Music, Ture, Daily Conversation, or Big Sean, I Decided? Okay, it's not Jake. It's not Ture. Ugh, I don't know much about Big Sean, so this is going to be... Does that look like Quali eardrum? Wait, think about what the Quali. I'm actually gonna go with. <sighs> it's either Quali or Big Sean. That's that's what we're. Tor says Quali. Is that the eardrum cover? It might be because I'm thinking quality, and that was a different cover. Mm. Yeah, I'm going with Talib. I'm going with eardrum. He's going eardrum. Let's see if he's right, folks. There we go. Um, Quali <laughs> is another guy who you've worked with a bunch. What has that relationship been like? Um, it's been cool. I started working around him as an intern, so I don't think he looked at me per se as a as a collaborative fellow artist in the beginning <laughs> so i had to like leave the studio world and, and start coming up as a producer and then we connected and uh then yeah then it was all love he did a joint called guru 
which is a, a beautiful song in my catalog dedicated to Guru Primo does the scratches. And then, yeah, I did a joint with him and Sean Price, rest in peace, called Palookas. I did a joint with him in The Locks called um, 9.5. Um, yeah, man, we've we've been working. We've been working over the years. And, and it's dope for me because I grew up listening to stuff like, especially Reflection Eternal and, um, you know, Black Star. So it's still, when I think about it, crazy that I've I've had these opportunities, so. Yeah. Do you think that we're going to get that Black Star album? It's been talked about so long. It's almost <clears throat> become like the the detox of underground hip hop. What, what's your What's your take on that? I mean, I would have to I would have to guess that the reason it's not happening is is because most Def's a very busy guy. Because I'm sure Quali's, I guarantee you, is probably recorded or mostly recorded. But I think it'll come out. Yeah, but yeah, don't hold your breath for a release date. <laughs> yeah, that wise words. Absolutely. All right, we're going to move on to the second question. Uh, we, and we got uh, Cola checking. Cola, how you doing? How you feeling? Cola. Emotionless cat. All right. Um, this album cover, is it Black Alicious, The Craft, Jedi Mind Tricks, Legacy of Blood, <clears throat> Common, Finding Forever, or Freeway, Free at Last? See, Common, Finding Forever. I could tell by the hippie moon. <laughs> Shout out to the hippie moons. Freeway, Kigo, for unsung hero. He's got a good eye, folks. He said he wasn't too sure, and he's he's doing a good job thus far. Yay. What, uh, gun to your head, favorite common album? Great question. <sighs> was it with the brown cover where he's wearing, like, the hat as a kid? That was One Day It All Makes Sense? Is that what it was called? Yeah, the brown cover is One Day It All Makes Sense. To toss up between that and like water for chocolate, if I had to, and everyone's gonna pick the the joint do with Kanye, but that 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 was dope. But uh, the other two mean way more to me. So I would go one day it'll all make sense. That has hungry on it, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, Yeah, that's that's. I'm gonna go with that. That one has more sentimental value to me. So there it's, it is. Yeah, you know he's got a lot of great albums in his catalog, and you can often tell by people's choices where they were and what stage in their life they were at. Because a lot of people swear by the Kanye albums, and you know I I never thought that they were whack by any means. No, that's number four to me. The first, not the first three, because the so Resurrection, One Day It All Makes Sense, like Water for Chocolate. Those I might even take Electric Circus over the Kanye album. So yeah, those, and that's just because. They're more sentimental to that time in my life. I think it's all relevant to, you know, when an album hits you. It's not about what's better or worse. It's like those have memories attached to my life. So I would pick those. Absolutely. We're not here shitting on anybody. If, if B is your favorite, if Fighting no, Forever is your favorite. They're just called opinions. We can all be friends at the end of the day. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. All right. We're going to move into the last question uh, in our second round. And okay. that is what album cover is this? Is it Little Brothers Get Back? EPMD, Strictly Business, Casual, He Think He Raw, or Sky Zoo, The Salvation? Oh, my God. It's not EPMD. It's not... I might need help from the peoples. Where's Tor at? Tor, where you at? You still here? <laughs> you guys are really doing the double barrel thing tonight. <laughs> Is it Little Brother? Huh. It's so... Uh, I'm going to take the help from the peoples here. I'm going to go with Little Brother, eh? Great album. Hey, I wasn't even going to go there, but you said it first. That is a great album. I actually feel I'm a huge Little Brother fan, and I kind of feel like that one does not get uh, does not get its its just due. And I think a lot of people sort of were feeling away because it was their first, you know, post Ninth Wonder album. Um, it's a really fucking good album. They're rapping their ass off. The I know it's good all... because I know it's good because I always used to check for it, and they recently just got it up on digital platforms. But I think for a hot minute, it was not on there for whatever industry bullshit. But you know, story of our lives with our favorite artists and the underground. There's so many people that that we champion. That I'll scratch my head why they're not. You know, why certain albums or certain artists. You know, shouts to Fonte and Pooh, and I wonder. But yeah, that's a great album. 
Um, yeah, I mean, and you know, the produ the production lineup on that is great. You had like all the Illmind joints, Mr. Porter, um, uh, high tech, the high tech. Yep, exactly. The crisis, crisis, sure crisis is on there. Yeah, that's I I and now that, again to the crowd to the audience, it's on streaming. So if you've overlooked it or maybe you haven't heard it in a long time, definitely check it out. That is such a good album. I, I can't recommend it. We, it's got the cola recommendation. Cola's into the little brother. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just feel like she's more interesting than me. <laughs> it's fine. We can we can split. If she had her own phone, we can now do that on Instagram, where we can bring in a third person. So. Um, <laughs> Maybe, oh maybe yeah, they we'll just added they just added a multiple group chat to Instagram. That's right. That's that is the reason. That is ironically the reason why we're not going to do this on here anymore. Because while it is great to be able to bring more people in, uh, we used to be able to actually bring the artwork in. So rather than me pointing it at a screen, you kind of have to squint at it. Like image was actually in the feed. So it, I think that they sacrificed that to give us the multi people. I, I mean, my feelings about it a bit, but it is cool to be able to have multiple people on here. So I'm not mad gotcha. at you. Okay. But you are the last guest. I told you before we uh, have the live, you're the last guest of the, uh, of the old way. Well, thank you for having me, man. So far that the people saved me, man. It was a couple. I could have went down in flames. So thanks to the people <laughs> in the comments. Shout out to the people. Absolutely. All right. We're going to move into our third round. And I think you're going to like this one because you are a producer, and the third round is called Digging in the Crate. So in this round, it's all about samples. I'm going to uh, provide you with a sample, and you have to answer a question about it. So this is kind of up your, up your wheelhouse. And your, I would hope so. Let's uh, do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. We're, we're going to get into it. So here we go. The first question. The song Sore Losers from Merz's album, The End of the Beginning, features a vocal sample from this hip-hop group. So I'm going to play you the Merz song. You tell me which hip-hop group is being sampled in it. Here we go. So much is it the far side... Digital Underground, Souls of Mischief, or De La Soul? I'll play it one more time. So much ah, so much so much so much That's Souls of Mischief, unless, I'm, unless my ears have, are, are failing me. I'm not even familiar with that song, to be honest, but it sounds like Souls. So much Souls of Mischief is correct. The Soul song is from their first album, uh, 92 to Infinity, That's When You Lost. And the Merce song is, uh, is from his first Def Jux album, and it was produced by RJD to that song. And, uh, okay. yeah, we're just cutting up the, uh, the Soul sample. Were no. you, uh, how, how much were you into, like, um, West Coast Underground stuff? Like, what's, what's your relationship with that? Obviously, from Toronto, made a lot of waves, and call New York your home now. What's your relationship with the West Coast been like? I love West Coast uh, hip hop. Um, besides the classics, like going super way back, you know, I would say that my early connection to West Coast was like Dilated Peoples, Planet Asia, Loop Pack, Mad Lib, Peanut Butter Wolf, um, Encore, uh, Alcoholics, like Basketball yeah. Beat Junkies. Like those, that's my. Yeah, that was a big part of me discovering underground hip hop music was was listening to a lot of that stuff. So, and of course, Souls and Hyro and you know, so yeah. Torrey says that our first show on tour was with Souls. Was it? Fuck, I'm old, man. Because I don't even remember that. <laughs> I mean, that would have been what, like 15 years ago, right? It yeah, I think we were at like a big ass rave or something why do i feel like it was some crazy event it, it's it's been a minute man that was a long time ago yeah absolutely i, I mean I, I just was thinking like if you didn't know the answer we have the ability now that Tere could join us on the live and we he can no like, you keep him in the chat i just i'm gonna yeah. i'm just I'm, I'm trying to you know i'm trying to i'm trying to you know connect things here 
But Trey, I'm sorry you're not on the list. Uh, we'll, we'll Although Tori it. saved me a few times already, thanks, Tor. He's <laughs> like appreciate it, but stay the fuck out. This is my episode. My, this is my. You no, know, okay. it's all love. Not, not mad at it. We're gonna move on to question number two. Uh, okay. This is about this sample, Tama by Tonto's Expanding Headband. Amazing name for a band. Was sampled by Dilla on this Buster Rhymes album. I will play you the Tonto's Expanding Headband song sample, and you tell me which Buster Rhymes album Dilla sampled this for. Oh, I know that song. Turn me up. Is this Turn Me Up Some? Yeah, that's Turn Me Up Some. So the song, you know, but what album is it from? Yeah, it's between it's between Genesis and Anarchy, and oh fuck, I want to say Anarchy. Was it Anarchy or Genesis? It's a little tricky. A little tricky question here. It ain't safe no more. That was a, these are album titles from Busta, right? It ain't safe no more. These are all Busta albums, so they. It's Anarchy. It, no, it's an, I'm. I'm going Anarchy, man. If I fail, that's, that's just my guts telling me. That's the red cover. Anarchy right. D. He's going Anarchy. The song is Turn Me Up Some, and it is from... It ain't... Ah. Look, we, we, we had to pull out the big guns for you, Marco Polo. Like, it, and, and you had it there, but yeah, you know, some of those Busta albums... They, they, they can get a little he got a lot of albums man he got a lot of albums and some of those albums i don't uh, you know i only remember because of the some of the diligence <laughs> so it's okay man i saw people saying the right answer but i wanted to at least make an effort and i failed and that's okay what are you can do well so. the thing is too the chat can sometimes be unreliable we have a very uh confident chat but they're not always 100 i feel like tori is literally sitting in front of google right now trying to help me so i feel like <laughs> anything he says is right so um Obviously, Jake Dilla, huge influence. This is another gun to your head question. Top three Dilla joints. Favorite Dilla joints. Oh, it's impo that's impossible. That, oh. Top three right now. Okay, Fat Cat. Uh, um, don't nobody care about us. I mean, I just want to say the whole entire Fantastic Volume 2, that album was so groundbreaking for everybody. Um, we will accept that as an answer. That That, that is acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he got so many remixes, too, that were fire. I love that remix he did for Lucy Pearl That's I can't find a good copy of. Um, yeah, we've all got that fuzzy MP3 version. Yeah, yeah that shit is crazy. Um <sighs> He's done some great remixes for Busta, too. The early, like, first album stuff, uh, the Wuha remixes were nuts. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say Stakes is high, too. That's, mm. That'll be third. So I picked a whole album in two joints. I, that's, <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah. He is so, to this day, uh, blows my mind, uh, the things he was doing and people still trying to figure it out. And I hear his influence in hip-hop production the most with people I and mean, people literally say it all the time um but um he's just man i think about it every day if he was alive like where he would be at with his style we there's no way to even anticipate it because he changed his style so much that like you can't uh -huh. even i i don't think that it's possible to really pin it down and i and i always used to get confused and a little upset like fanboy when he changed it up because i didn't understand it and then my ass would catch up with it and be like this motherfucker is like two steps ahead like i can't and that's that's what i as a producer you yearn to be like on the next wave before people are on it just because it's in your soul and like he had that and it's he's god bless him man he influences me every day I felt like I lost a family member when he passed away. So shout to Dilla. Shout to Dilla. So we, we, we hear at the questions and Marco Polo endorsed uh, a little known producer named Jay Dilla. You guys might want to check him out. If you yeah, new, new guy, new guy on the scene. If you like the raps and the beats, you're going to love him. He's, he's just great. Um, 
Uh, Evoke says Flying Lotus is like what Dilla could have been doing music reviews here. That I mean, yes, you could make that, but because of because of Dilla's trajectory, he might have made another crazy left turn and like did, done something that like isn't even in the realm of the Flying Lotus. And I love Flying Lotus. Flying Lotus is one of my favorite living producers. Yeah, I'm not familiar enough about Flying Lotus to really dig into that question. I definitely like some of his stuff, but uh, yeah, I would consider Flying Lotus a little more abstract yeah. um, at times than Dilla, uh, based on what I heard. So um, That's the, motion, the, emotions, yeah. the emotions in me want to automatically be like, nobody sounds like Dilla ever and will, and but I'm not <laughs> because I don't. I have to listen to homeboys music top to bottom and i haven't so yeah no for sure all right we're gonna move into the last question of the sample round now this one is an elimination uh, question the emotions i like it has been sampled by all of these artists except for one of them so i will play you the emotions joint and you tell me who has not sampled this song <laughs> Again, is it grave diggers, arsonists, EPMD, or alcoholics? Hmm. Don't I mean, that's been sampled by a lot of people. Yeah, but it's tricky because arsonists is the it technically out of all those groups are would be the newest one, even though they're not new, you know. But out of that batch, sure. That's what my gut is telling me, but that could also be uh, the wrench in this question. Mm. I'll play it one more time. What's the what's the comment saying here? Comments, help them out. Do any of them stick out to you as like, oh, I definitely know that this group sampled? Gravedigger's an EPMD. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with D, Alcoholics. He's going to Alcoholics, so we're going to actually go and listen to some of these here. So first, we have... Arsonists. Now about the wreck shop is the man. EPMD. And then grave diggers, which means you are correct that alcoholics did not sample the joint. <clears throat> I got I got a shout out Skiz for that one. Straight up. Thank you, Skiz. Skiz came through. That's um, what homies that's what homies do. They got they got your back. Uh, as a producer, do you tend to shy away or do you ever sort of lean into using a sample that you know that somebody else has flipped? Like, what's what's your take on doing that? Um, I have no rules. I'll use something that somebody used, but if I do it, it's got to be in a new way and, and creative and not the same way. And uh, sometimes I run across a sample someone used and I'm like too emotionally attached to the original song. And I'll be like, I'm not, no one should ever touch that. Right. So I do I have rules and I don't have rules. It's all about my vibe. When I was younger, I definitely cared less, but now sometimes I'm just like, if I don't envision how I would do it in a super dope way to like make it new, I'll stay away from it, but I will. And the, the answer to that question is I will mess with samples people used. So your rule is that you sometimes have rules. Sometimes. Yes. Absolutely. The most confusing answer ever. I apologize. But that's just what it is. Can we get a check-in from Cola really quick? Is she still in the building? Cola is now scratching her little bed. Amazing. That looks like one of the photos that you have for your press. It looks like it's the same exact like setup. So that's my old cat, Misha. Rest in peace. Mm. But same records in the background? Same records in the background. There you go. The, the cats. Cats, cats, cats and crates. You go check us out on IG, cats and crates. It's that legitimate page that I started because uh, I'm a crazy cat person now. So 
Margo, I know you're saying these things and maybe feeling a little sheepish. I have to tell you, you're not going to find somebody who's into crates and cats as your boy, other than you, your boy. So this you is gotta like send a- me some. So you got to. So the theme of that page for those uh, that care is we post pictures of cats with vinyl, and it turned into a thing. And people started sending me pictures of their cats with vinyl from all over the world, and I share them. So anybody out there, please send us some pictures of of vinyl and your cat. As long as those two things are in the picture, we will post it. Incredible. I Now I feel like an asshole for not letting my cat in. I usually shut him out when I do these because he, you know, will be crawling oh, all over the place. You're making me look bad right now, Mark. <laughs> um, cats aside, we have now reached the final round, and the final round is called Time's Up. So this is what happens in this round. You will have 90 seconds to answer five questions, non-multiple choice, in the category of your choosing. And these are tonight's categories. The year was 1992, since you are episode 92. That is one of the categories. Paying homage to Master Ace. After death, the posthumous B.I.G. Those are all questions about Biggie's music after uh, his death. Okay. These those are three those are three options right there. Those are your three options. So you get to pick. Oh man, the the shit about aces that I I can't pick that and then fail because that's just like the the worst. Nineteen ninety two was not even a year. Um, like that's before my time. Before I really got into it. Sure. Is I just watched the Biggie documentary. I wonder if that'll help me. It might Biggie. help you with biggie questions let's go with biggie i'm and, and shouts to ace i just don't even wanna even though i probably would crush the ace one i'm gonna go with the biggie you you would almost certainly crush the ace one but on the off chance that maybe you're having an off night maybe you like <clears throat> i want no parts of that i want no parts of that so we're going with biggie we don't we at the questions don't want to ruin the relationship that's already there so like, <laughs> ace would ace would never care anyways but um yeah let's go with biggie Okay, so we're going with Biggie. What did you think of the? Uh, what, what, what did you think of the documentary? By the way, I thought it was well done. I mean, a lot of footage that I've never seen. Um, I thought it was well done, man. I thought it was a good documentary. I have no real gripes about it. I thought it was entertaining. Um, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, and like so much footage. I'm always amazed by these things. Like I, I was thinking this when I watched the Wu Tang documentary. I was thinking this like. I just love that somebody had a camcorder in the 90s and was just filming everything. Like, shout out to them. Yeah, and everyone always gets annoyed with that dude. And now that dude like literally saved the documentary. So Super annoyed. If somebody comes through, like, oh, I'm going to film everything. Like, super annoyed. But if you're going to be around famous rappers, a great move. And also, I'm 10 blocks from his crib, so it's very it's very cool for me being in Fort Greene, because that's where I live, Clinton Hills. And he, like, they say his Bed-Stuy, his block, but that shit is Clinton Hills. You know, sure. it just wasn't. Yeah. But he's he's super close. Um, so my, the vet that I take my cat to is literally right, <laughs> right there on Fulton, where it used to be super live, and now it's all gentrified and shit. So, yeah. The thing, things done changed, as, as he once prophesied. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so this is what we're going to do. Again, I'm going to review the rules. You'll have 90 seconds. These are not multiple choice. If you don't know the answer, you can say pass, and we'll go back to it. But if you answer incorrectly, that question done. is burnt. It's done. So you got to be careful with how you... Like you know, done like it's over or like... No, just you won't be able to re-answer it. You only get one answer per... How many questions are in this round? Five questions. Five questions. Rapid Um, fire. Okay. uh, And again, you can use the chat. Like, the chat is there. But again, there might be a little lag, and they're not always correct. I already feel disappointed because I got one wrong. And, like, I know some... How many people went perfect out of 92 episodes? three in the history of the show. Really? We'll get into that later. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll get into that. I don't want you to worry about Okay, so I don't have to feel so bad. All right, cool. No, don't ever feel bad. You're fucking Marco Polo. Um, <laughs> so I have OC's times up here, and it is time to 90 seconds. So when we stop hearing 90 seconds of times up, your time will is be up. up. Okay. 
I can tell that you were tickled by that a little bit. It's, it's a little clever, right? Like, <laughs> well right. done. I like, I like all Thank these you. connections. It's good. Thank you. Thank you. We try. We try. So 90 seconds on the clock. He's going for the posthumous B.I.G. Here we go. I'm just loading it up. I'm not trying to be dramatic here. No, it's all good. Um, all right, here we go. Marco Polo, 90 seconds. Let's go. A biggie verse appeared on this compilation released by Raucous Records. Sound bombing. Is this sound bombing? It is not sound bombing. We're going to move <laughs> on. This, mu this film music video director cast all children in this video for this Biggie song. What was the Biggie song that, uh, that cast all children? Oh, when they're all playing him because he passed was off the second album. Uh, what's the name of that song? I didn't, wasn't a fan of that song. <sighs> pass. We're going to pass. All right. Um, what was the name of the 2017 duets album Faith Evans released with Biggie? Uh, oh, man, I'm, this is a wrap for me. All right, we're going to pass on that. All right. Name five artists who appeared on the Born Again album in 1999. Okay, Method Man, Red Man. Can I say DJ Premier on production or does it have to be artists? Sure, we'll count that. Uh, I'm going to say P. Diddy, of course. Yep. And Eminem. Eminem is correct. Okay. Biggie's son, CJ Wallace, appears on a remix of this classic Biggie song from the Notorious soundtrack. His son. Pass. Okay. Let's go Our back to the... Up. I'm going to give you one more shot because you were kind of leaning into it. What was the name of the song that cast all children? Guys the Limit. The people have me with that The Limit is correct. All right. So here we go. These are the ones that you got wrong, and then we'll, we'll get into your score. Again, I want to reiterate, you're Marco Polo. You're not looking at <laughs> your feeling. You're, you're not looking at your feeling fucked up today. Yeah, I guess I'm not the Biggie fan I thought I was, but that's the, okay. The, the, the speed round fucks people up sometimes. So uh, his son, C.J. Wallace, appeared on a remix of One More Chance on the Notorious soundtrack. Okay. He, he was rapping his dad's lyrics. Um, sky's the Limit, you got that right. The Faith Evans album was called The King and I, 2017. You know, I'm not going to fault you for not knowing about this album that probably nobody has heard more than once, but <laughs> it's, the fun, it's the fun round. It's the fun round. Um, and then you got all of the guests who were on Born Again. There was like 30 guests, so you were able to identify five. Um, the Raucous Records album was Lyricist Lounge 2. It was, it opened with a live track, a recording of Biggie. It was like the live acapella, or I don't know if it was. Yeah, I know that from the club. Yep, over the, over a breakbeat or something. I think I know what that is. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, again, we're not feeling bad about this, but I've totaled up your score, and I want you to know that no matter what, you are a champion <laughs> in our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you have scored. You have scored. Uh, your score is 11 out of 15. And let me tell you who you are in the club with, just so you understand who your peers are. Former guests of the show who have scored 11 out of 15. Speaking of Biggie, <laughs> Mr. Mr. C, when we had him on the show, he scored 11 out of 15. DJ Mighty Mai, Kim Osorio from The Source, Lyrics Born, El Sensei, Chub Rock, Homeboy Sandman, 7L, J-Live, Russell Peters, Psalm 1, Mega Ran, Recognize, Comedian to Hear More. I don't want you to feel like you're all alone on this island of 11 out of 15. That's no, like, it's okay. Pretty respectful. Uh, I just had a good time. It was fun to hang out, man. I appreciate that. So I have one more question for you. Now that you've done the show, who would you nominate for us to have on the show next? Skiz nominated you. So this is kind of like a pay it forward moment. Like who would you uh, nominate or, or challenge even to come on the show? Um, good question. 
Who would be good? <sighs> and, and, and it helps if it's somebody that you know. Like, don't say Jay-Z. Like, we, we would love to get Jay-Z, but... <laughs> Word. Um, hmm. Have you had Pharaoh on? We have not had Pharaoh on. We would love to have Pharaoh. Like, we should, we should hit him up. But if you can, you know... I nominate... I nominate Pharaoh, and I can definitely assist in putting a good word in to get Pharaoh on the show. Now's Amazing. a good time. You got to promo that new album, right? So, I, I think so. I think we, I think we'd be doing him a favor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we would be, we'd be honored to have Pharaoh on. Yes, that is a great nomination. DJ Marquis says, "Don't say cola." We might have cola on the show. Cola, you know, we kind of already had cola on the show. Cole's more about energy, not really words, but. <laughs> it sounds, I, I can also like imagine like a very like, you know, elusive artist named Cola and like their manager, like coming outside of the dressing room, like Cola's Cola got the, energy tonight. Well, sorry to cut you off, but Cola has the most hip hop story ever because uh, I'll say it really quickly. So last year at the beginning of the pandemic, her owner was murdered. It's crazy. Little Fame and his wife found her because they were across the street from this episode. And Little Fame called me, was like, yo, you want this cat? So I, I literally feel like she's an honorary member of MOP. And, and she acts like that, too, because she jumps off the walls at like three in the morning. And so that's, that's the short that's the short version of the story because I don't want to take up time. But yeah, Cola Save it for me. the book. Save it for the book. Save and the bio the <laughs> um, she's she's thug life yep. do, do we have time to take a few questions maybe a Absolutely. couple questions all right guys yeah. drop them in there if you got them we got marco polo here um Tralamont asks this seems pertinent how many records do you own okay so uh how many crates are on these shelves one two three four say four times one two three four five six wow six. I would say between what's in the closet and my other room here, about 40 crates. 40 crates. Yeah. yeah. That's... I would have more, but I'm not a hoarder. I'm not like keep everything record guy. Like I actually won't need to get rid of a lot of stuff. I'd rather have, I'm, a, I'm very much a quality over quantity type of guy. Are there records that you have, like you've sampled it and you feel like you've kind of gotten the mileage out of it, so it's like time to set it like out to sea sort of thing? Or no, you... no, no. I'm weird about that. If I sample something, it stays with me forever. It's a part of my life. Absolutely, yep. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Some people are not like that. Like my brother, DJ Premier, he's the great – he's so funny because sometimes – uh, it's a little bit of humble brag, but he will give me records and I'll take them home and I'll, I'll call him and be like, dude, you use this for the, the big shook record. Like, do, don't, do you want it back? Like, it was a dope song. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> like, okay. So then I keep it because I'm like, damn, you use that. This should be in like a museum. So I'm going to cherish it. Right. Because so. that, that's not only like, yeah, you're, you've got a piece of his history then. Like, you know, he's, he's giving you the, the tools that he used. Yeah, I guess. And that's no shots if that's part of his, his, but like, yeah, if, you know, and there's stuff that I've made beats with that I don't own the record that I like actively search the record to have just because I like to own things that I sample, but there's just some things I can't afford to buy that I'm going to sample other sources for. So, and that's what it is, but. Digging yeah. in them digital crates. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, but I, I feel like you have to earn that, right? You got to start getting your fingers dusty and then uh, this is old man talk now you don't have to do shit just do whatever the fuck you want but but my my rules are you know um i graduated to you know now because i've, I've been digging for so long like whatever whatever gets the job done so. absolutely um we've got two questions that are kind of about this but what year did you start making beats and what was the first sampler you used what yeah what, what was the first tool that you used to make beats <clears throat> okay the first tool i used this is not the original one but this is the machine the mpc 2000 xl Ooh, the blue one i i had that one too well that's that's not my original my original is actually in the no my original mpc where is it oh it's actually at primo studio because i was doing stuff over there so i left it there so i didn't have to carry it so it's mm. the original gray one right um but i started on the xl i just recently moved to this new world of um the mpc live ah it's very different and i'm still getting used to it and uh, i'm in the i'm in a big project right now actually for akai and uh 
so I'm forced to learn it, and it's been quite the journey. Were, so, did you just make the leap over to computers? Were you straight MPC prior to the? Uh, wow. Dude, I'm like I'm new to the computer game, like a year and a half. I'm 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 here now, and uh, and there's so many things about it that you're like, wow, like this is way faster. But then there's some things about the sound of everything that I miss in the old stuff. It, it's so push and pull with me. Like there's pros and cons to both sides. There's, I think there's more pros in the new world though, just because of the efficiency, the speed and yeah. But it's this, this is a conversation that could take three hours. Like there's so much new technology, but at the end of the day, I know that I made dope beats without all that shit, you know? And it actually, when you have less, your brain works more. And yeah. now I have literally everything i need like infinite plugins i've partnered with the greatest audio companies that have blessed me and i have all these things and sometimes i just look at it and, and nothing gets done because i'm just like before it's just like the mpc the turntables and that was it sample some shit and shit got done and you know it was it was dusty and dirty but i don't know there's arguments for both sides of course and i think also that even though the technology and the advancements sort of raise the floor and make it easier for for people to do things i think the people who are really killing it and innovating are just going to have a higher ground to be able to flip and freak things on a, on a even crazier level so i well, I don't know. I don't know. The, Ooh, the, best, okay. the, the best thing you can say about this, and I'm, I'm, this is not naming any names, but a lot of producers that uh, I've loved over the years or in general, I watch their progression with their machines. And sometimes when they switch machines, things change. I'm not saying it's bad, but they change. So my, my whole thing is, you know, I have a crew around me, Skiz, my boy Shiloh. Um, I don't want any yes men around me when I start. DJ Premier to voicemail just now for you. Um, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so um, my whole thing is that all that matters is the music. So I told Shy and all the people I send beats to, I'm going to start making beats. If, you know, after a, obviously a learning curve, if shit ain't up to par or equal to what I'm doing, you need to tell me. Right. Because then I'm going to go back. Right. Because at the end of the day, I don't care about learning fancy shit. I just want to make the best music. And that's the realest shit because I've heard producers switch over. I'm like, you should sound better on the other thing. Sometimes progression can stop you. Sometimes it can help you. It's just, you know, you got to be honest with yourself. And that's that's the end of the day. But I'm confident that I'm going to make this shit work for me. I made some good stuff with it so far. So That's awesome. We can't wait to hear it. We have one more question I think we'll get into. Somebody in the chat dropped. You've done, you know, full albums with Ace, with, with Torre. Who's another MC that you would like to? Who, who's maybe on your wish list or, or somebody that you, you you just would like to actually craft a whole album with? Oh, that I haven't worked with. There's a lot of people, man. I would love to do a whole album with Pharaoh. Um, yeah. Obviously, that would be great. Um, well, listen, if you get him on the next episode of The Questions, I'll work that angle. You work him... <laughs> You get him on the show, I'll I'll have all the questions sort of lead towards a full album with Marco Polo. We spoke about it. It's not like out of the question, but right now he's definitely in 13 mode and uh, he's also Pharaoh, so I'm sure there's like many album ideas in the tank, but uh, you know, I, I'm all about letting things happen naturally. That's where I'm at with it. When I was younger, I was chasing rappers and pushing ideas and now I kind of like to let things fall as they may. And uh, usually the best music happens that way when pe everyone shows up and wants to be there type of situation. So, yeah, but Pharaoh, that would be a great, that would be a great, um, I think that would be dope. Totally. Well, uh, before we let you go, is there anything that people should be on the lookout for? I know that, you know, you've got MarcoPoloBeats.com. Uh, you know, you obviously have your sample kits. You've got uh, even classes, which I thought was really cool that you, that you were offering on there. You know, what, what do you have coming up that people should know about? Uh, I just dropped a beat tape called MP on the MP Volume 1, the beat tape. And I, it was my first release on my own label. I pressed the vinyl. There's literally like 13 copies left on my website. I'm very Ooh. happy and I'm blessed. I'm not repressing it. Uh, I did cassettes too and some t-shirts. Um, so that and it's on all digital streaming platforms, all new unreleased beats. So that's like the newest thing I dropped. Um, but right now, I'm yeah, I'm in super sound design mode for new drum kits. So yeah, I have a lot of drum kits, uh, Pad Thai Volume One through Six and Brooklyn Story, which people seem to really enjoy. 
Um, so yeah, me and Ace are slowly working on the next record. We had a combo the other day to, to get back in the lab shortly. We started it, uh, not super deep into it yet, but it's underway, which is, which is great. Uh, me and Torre are working on a bunch of stuff. Um, so yeah, the usuals, man. I got some other interesting things happening. I don't want to speak on them yet. I don't like talking about it till it happens, but um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's plenty of things that you already spoke about that, you know, we're excited for. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was great. Yeah, man. Good fun. times. Yeah. Love, love to chop it up with people who, uh, you know, have contributed to the culture and are also super big fans of the culture. And it's evident that you are both. So I appreciate you. that, man. Thank you. I'm going to help you get Pharaoh on here. Uh, just hit me hit me after this on the email or to remind me and uh, I'll, I'll hit him up. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you again and be safe and we'll see you soon. Marco Polo. All right. Peace. Peace y'all. Big shout out to Marco Polo for coming on the show. Be sure to follow him. Check out the album with Master Ace. It's called Richmond Hill available everywhere on January 26th. And Hey Polo, we still need to make that Pharaoh Monch booking happen. Let's do this 2024. Uh, Shout out to the Questions Patreon. Shout out to the Stony Island Audio Podcast Network. Many thanks to Midas the Beast and Czarism for making this show's theme song. I've got some more newness on deck coming in the coming weeks. Some uh, cool episodes to share. Might have some cool announcements that I'll be uh, putting up here soon. So be on the lookout for all that. And check back next week. It's the Questions Hip Hop.